You're listening to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. It is May. School is winding down for many students. High school, college, elementary school, uh, many students. This uh, The semester is winding down. For those college students, what lies ahead this summer? Ever thought about serving at camp? We have lots of Lutheran camps across the country that... Uh, that some that still have positions to fill this summer. We're going to find out more about that in the second half of today's program. But what is it like to be at camp? We have some stories to share with you today uh, about, well, a new book from Concordia Publishing House. You'll learn about that here in just a little bit. We're going to talk with the author. Um, We're going to head to summer camp for a little while. Thanks to our underwriter, Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Faith and Family. You can find out more about them on our website, kfuo.org. Look for the sponsor section. Look for Concordia University, Wisconsin in the sponsor section. Joining me by phone this morning, Christina Hergenrader. She's the author of Last Summer at Eden, a new book from Concordia Publishing House. Christina, welcome to Faith and Family. Thanks, Andy. Thanks. Glad to be here. A delight to have you with us today. I have been... uh, I've been remembering, reminiscing some some camp memories as I've been reading last summer at Eden uh, this past week. Uh, camp alumni, a couple of camps, and most uh, probably the last camp I served was Camp Luther Haven in Albion, Indiana. Oh. And so as I read your book uh, over the last week, I have uh, been reminiscing of camp and looking forward to heading to family camp this summer. Yay! So, Tell me a little bit about Christina Hergenrader. What what do you call home? I'm from Katy, Texas. We're right outside of Houston mm-hmm. and I grew up in Galveston Island. Went to college at Concordia in Nebraska and I am a camp lover several <laughs> summers at camp and um now I have uh, married to Mike, and we have four kids that are at prime camp age. Our <laughs> oldest is twelve nine-year-old twins, and a six-year-old. So we are also headed to camp this summer because we love it. Very good. So I guess uh, perhaps are you headed to uh, Lone Star? Yes, Lone Lone Star, Star, yeah. Absolutely. I served a a wonderful parish in Texas and uh, St. Paul in in Waco, Texas. And we had many students who went to Camp Lone Star during the summer and they enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, it's awesome. We're so excited. We get to spend a week there. All four kids are going to be in the summer programming. They're just at the sweet spot for that. So we have (laughs) high expectations and we know the Lord will meet us there and and give us all kinds of fun experiences. So it's it's very exciting. Uh, Tell me about your camp experience. You said uh, you spent some time at camp as well. Yep. Um, went there to Camp Lone Star during the summers as a kid and fell in love with it. And then in college, I worked at Mount Cross, which mm-hmm. is a Lutheran camp up near Santa Cruz, California. And um, that was that was great. I'm so excited that you're getting the word out to college students about the opportunity to serve this summer because it really did um, change my life. It was such a great experience to have that much um, responsibility and fellowship at when I was in college that it, it's there's nothing like it and then um, have been able to serve with Camp Lone Star they do a lot of retreats there and um, I speak at, to a lot of different groups so I've really enjoyed coming back and finding that the things like campfires and singing together and 
worshiping and serving elbow to elbow is just never changes. It's just so gratifying and fun. So, um, so yeah, throughout my whole life. And like I said, now my kids are going and it's even more fun to get them prepared (laughs) and send them. It's great. It sounds like camp has been all gift for you with the exception of, I would have to say mosquitoes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in (laughs) Texas, I think anything you do outside is going to involve a lot of heat and mosquitoes. And in Texas, chiggers, it's a big part of the camp experience. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that would those would be the um, negatives, definitely. <laughs> so when did you first have the idea for this story, last summer at Eden? You know, it's interesting because I we had four kids in five years, and during those years I was speaking at Camp Lone Star to the summer staff, um, and so it was a really hectic time. But when I was at camp, when, when our kids were really little, you know, kind of um, before preschool even, I wrote this story because I loved the community of camp, and I thought this is such an enchanted area that um, that kids love. We this is just so rich with stories. I didn't have time then for several years because I, I wrote several Bible studies, and then when my kids started going back to camp, they said, "We really want you to write a story about this." And I said, "I already have. I just I just need to to um, you know get it ready to send." And I did, and talked to. The editors at Concordia Publishing House, they were so excited because a lot of them had served on camp staffs and they had kids and um, that went to camp. And so so it all came together in the Lord's perfect timing that now when, I, when my kids are older and they're such fans of camp, um, this has been just a kind of a fun family release to to bring last summer of Eden at Eden into the world. So so it's just crazy because when I wrote it the first time I wrote it more as a, you know, kind of former staff and this time I had the extra layer of understanding the gift that camp keeps giving to kids and how outdoor ministry really like we talked about never changes. So it's it's just kind of the timeless timeless environment that it provides for, for kids and for adults. Can we take a look at some of the characters in uh, Last Summer at Eden? Yes, yeah, they're fun. I know, the characters are, are kind, of, <laughs> kind of the light of the book. I'm glad that you enjoyed them. Now, the, 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 the main character, the, the lead here, is Poppy. Tell us about Poppy. So Poppy is dealing with the grief of her mom recently dying. She's 19 years old, and she is idealistic and hopeful but has been through a through a tough season and she comes to Camp Eden from Minnesota and she comes with kind of high expectations for what it'll be like um, but when she gets there she finds out that the camp is going under it's going it can, the churches that support it aren't interested in outdoor ministry anymore and she has to fight to save it so um, she is she's definitely a character that people have identified with and kind of an underdog story of of her fight to not only save the camp, but to rediscover um, the ways that that the Lord is providing so much for her that she's not able to see during a tough season. And prior to this, she has camp experience, but hardly hardly any connection to this particular camp, to, to Eden. She served at another camp before, so she has some camp experience, right? Yeah, and coming out to Eden is interesting because, as you know, the outdoor ministry world is small, and there's a lot of similarities. Um, So Poppy has kind of expectations, as people that go to camps do, that this is the way that we um, make s'mores here, and these are the songs we sing here. And so she has a head and heart full of what camp should look like, and then she comes to Southern California from her 
tiny town of Eagle, Minnesota, and when she gets to the area outside of L.A. to that camp, things are different. And she's surprised by some of the cynicism of some of the staff, and she's surprised that that they do things differently and not the way that she would really do them. So part of what happens in the story is that Camp Eden really benefits from some of um, Poppy's other experiences. And I think that's really true to life in what happens, not only in camps but in parishes and in ministries, is that, um, you know, kind of the cross-contamination um, of this and that and these ideas and that ideas, it really um, really helps to, to grow ministries. It's interesting how that works in the book. The first few chapters, I, I had to to stop and 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 go back and look uh, to figure out if this was fiction or if this was based on a real story. As I'm here, you know, I, I I'm reading this story, and you reference a couple of other Lutheran camps, you Mount Cross and uh, and Lone Star as well. And I thought, wait, this person knows Lutheran camps. Yeah. <laughs> wait, is this a real story? Is this a true story? <laughs> That's awesome. That's a huge compliment for an author. Thank you for saying that. I love it. I had to. It, it caught me off guard. I had to. I was, you know, fully expecting fiction and and usually fictitious references as well. But then when you reference these other uh, Lutheran camps, I, I thought, man, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> What am I? Is this real? So, <laughs> so we meet we meet Poppy, uh, who shows up at camp and finds out that it's going under. And the the, uh, the camp director says, "Well, I'm sorry you came. It, 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 you know, it, it looks like camp is uh, is not going to make it. I understand if you want to leave, we can uh, well, perhaps we can get you connected with a, a position at one of these other camps. And you reference those two camps, uh, Lone Star and Mount Mount Cross. And uh, and, and I thought, oh man. Wow, this is what a small world. Okay, so we meet Poppy, and then uh, who do we meet? Uh, who are some of the other characters we meet early on in this book? So my favorite character. I've written four other fiction books for Concordia Publishing House, and um, this, and they were published early on around 2000. So this, so I've written a lot of fiction books, and of all of them, one of the characters in Last Summer at Eden, Natalie, has been my favorite character to write because she is like the. Um, Let's see, the comfort dog of the whole book. She is um, like a golden retriever in her exuberance and 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 energy and humor and um, so so most readers the the character of Natalie just pulls them along as they learn learn some about camp and about the Lord. Um, Natalie is all fun, kind of just like a campfire s'more, just sweet and um, goofy and <laughs> whimsical. And she's, she's really great. And then there's also um, Jake, who he's been, at, he's been at Camp Eden for years, and he's pretty cynical about outdoor ministry. He wants to be an attorney, and he, could, he doesn't really identify with this idea that we need to keep it um, keep Camp Eden alive. And so obviously Poppy and Jake have some struggles against each other, However, they're also drawn to each other because they recognize um, deep faith, deep compassion, um, some of the same similarities in their personalities. And so it's an interesting kind of struggle as they, as they grow to respect each other. And, you know, eventually, as, they, um, as happens a lot at camp, <laughs> as they learn that they really do like each other a lot. Now, Camp Eden is in Southern California, but Jake hails from... 
is, mm-hmm. and that has been a really fun part. His dad is a country, a kind of a B-list country music singer, and, um, you know, grown, grown and raised and now raising my kids in Texas, there's one thing I know, it's Texas culture. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some fun, um, those readers from Texas or who are familiar with some things like high hair and um, <laughs> and and kind of a certain stubbornness that people associate with Texas will recognize that in the character of Jake and his parents. But Jake lives in, in kind of in two or three worlds. I mean, he's from Texas, but he's studying in Southern California. Yeah, and that is an important part because um, I think that, that even as as in, in communication and contact that our, our world is today, I still think there's big geographical differences. And that's why I wanted Camp Eden to be placed in Southern California as kind of a place that, um, that ministry and um, Christians might face extra obstacles of a cynical culture or a really image-based culture. And Jake buys into some of that. He likes the idea of a slick image, and he likes the idea of making a lot of money, and he likes the idea of success being a really narrow path. Um, and so I think that that's, that's important to the story. Camp Eden needed to be in Southern California because it's something we need to talk about with our youth, that um, when you go into different environments, be aware of, of what influences might be there, because they're real, and, it, and you know the world is different at different places. And, and I think another character in this story that's really key is actually the setting, is Camp Eden. I think that, that really the, the setting plays a, a significant role in this. Tell us a little bit more about Camp Eden. We, we've established that it's in Southern California, just outside L.A., and uh, as summer's beginning, word spreads that camp is going under. Yeah, and the setting of Camp Eden, um, I, I spent, like I said, a lot of my college years in California serving camps, and it's so beautiful. Southern California, there's a reason why people um, want to live there. It's so beautiful. Camp Eden is gorgeous, and even though Poppy's from, a, from an area with a beautiful camp, Camp Eden is, is kind of idyllic, kind of like its namesake, and how and how just um, enchanting the setting is. And so because of that, she, she realizes very early on in a moment of, this is so beautiful, I, I want to spend time here, which is you know, very realistic to what happens to us. Um, the other part that's happening is there's a corporation called Stuff, which is a personal storage facility that wants the offices for their CEO because it's so beautiful and the CEO wants to be able to look at the lake while he works. And so they're planning to buy the camp and tear it down. Um, and I think that too is part of the, as, as the setting of a character is that when, um, when we're doing ministry in, in places like that, that are beautiful, they're beautiful to everyone. And, and they're not always the reasons that the Lord wants to, you know, them used for. And so that's, that's a definite part of the story. Why is, why is Poppy so committed to Camp Eden? I mean, she, oh. she came from Minnesota. She has no prior connection to Eden. She, uh, she, she served at another camp. She's at a, a very challenging point in her life, too. When you look at the, the, the trials, the, the challenges, the, the, the hardship and the, the heartbreak that she's, she's faced prior to coming to camp, why is she so committed to camp. Yeah. Yeah. She really, 
her her mom had died at such an important stage in in her life, right as she left for college. And what was lost there really was um, her sense of being a child because she had to grow up very fast. Camp Eden serves a community of kids that really need to hear their, about the Lord in the most dynamic ways from, from counselors who share and with songs and skits and living together as for the summer. And those, Poppy sees that those kids, the next generation, is going to learn about the Lord and learn about hope in the ways they need to. And even though she doesn't quite understand this or articulate this, it's so important to her because of what she lost when, when her mom died and she had to grow up. She doesn't want those kids to have to grow up quickly because there's no camp for them to go to where they can be kids, where they can live with other kids, play silly games, dodgeball tournaments, capture the flag, making the s'mores, sleeping outside under the stars. She wants them to have that experience. And because she wants them to have that, she's willing to fight for it. Even though she's not connected to this camp, she sees the need and the threat of what these kids will lose. And it's so important to her. And that is why she she kind of digs her heels in and says, this camp is not going to close on my watch. And um, and and she believes in hope that that... That life has been difficult, but she believes that God is going to provide something deeper and better for her. And that, that faith, her faith is shaken throughout the book, just like it is for you and I. Um, but I think in the end, it's a satisfying fulfillment of that, 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 that God always does have something that, that's the next thing for us. She wrestles with her faith, her trust in God through, mm-hmm. as she's experienced the loss of her mother, uh, you see her wrestle with that throughout the yeah. story. Yeah, it's hard especially, and I, I wonder how many of our listeners can relate to this, that it's a hard especially when you're wrestling with something like that when you're in a leadership role. And Poppy Fia is really hard on herself because she's praying with the kids several times a day, leading worship, um, you know, sharing her faith with them, for, with, with the 9- and 10-year-olds at the camp. But at the same time, she's not praying She's, she's not totally trusting God most of the book. She's more so going through the motions. And it's actually Jake who says, okay, what do you really believe here? I, I see what you're doing with the kids, but what's in your heart? And it's his kind of iron sharpening iron that, that helps her to be spurred on to, to ask those questions for herself and ultimately go to the Lord for, for resolution, which, um, which is the power of the, of the gospel in the book. What do you, what do you want the reader to gain from this book? As you were developing the story, as you were writing the story, was there something you were hoping a reader would gain from this? Yeah, yeah. I really want the reader to understand um, that our God is the God of all hope, and that that through what Jesus did on the cross, um, it's going to be okay. You will come through. You will come through the. The struggles that you're having right now and the struggles that are that will come because of what because what the lord is is caring for you and um, I hope that that message is so clear through the character of Poppy because she does really go through a lot um, but in the end, at the very end of the book, there's a satisfying realization that she could not have imagined um, the ways that God had been taking care of her the whole time, and I really want that kids and adults alike to to have that message of hope 
Now, who do you think would would enjoy this story of last summer at Eden? You know, that is a great question. I wrote this story for a young adult audience, which we typically think of is, um, you know, 13 to 19. Then uh, with through Concordia Publishing House, we formed a launch team that was 50 people that were mostly all adults. I think that 46 of them were adults. Um, the, the response from the launch team was so positive. They loved it. They shared it. They wore the T-shirts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, and, and we've had a huge response of, of adults. The funny part that I didn't expect is, like I said, my kids are not quite teenagers. We have nine-year-old twins, and, oh, you would just laugh, Andy, their whole third-grade class at their Lutheran Elementary School is reading Eden. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. In fact, I read it to my own kids kind of um, in a, okay, I know this is my book, but let's read it at night, you know, um, and it's been <laughs> so fun. The culture at at, at their school, Westlake um, Lutheran Prep has been just really great. So I can confidently say that um, that it's appropriate for all ages. There's a there's a couple on my website. There's a couple blogs who have gone through and and any mention of kissing or anything you may not want your third grader to read is noted, so that you can can absolutely. Um, you know, parents skip can make over their own the choices. mushy stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and so, so they can make their own choices. But it's been super fun and a great surprise to see the acceptance from all these different ages. And it really has gravitated toward a, a very wide audience. So um, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> so the question is, where do you sign up for Camp Eden? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and there is a great on the. Concordia Publishing House website, there is a fantastic book trailer that they did that's kind of like a little 20-second um, movie, and I would encourage everyone to, to watch that if you're making a decision about buying the book, because it's a great representation of the story. Um, and the book is available at Amazon, Tar you know, all the different websites. Uh, great to buy it from Concordia Publishing House directly, cph.org, and um, the name of it is Last Summer at Eden. Yeah, it's you can get the uh, the hard copy. You can get the paperback from Concordia Publishing House, but you can also get it in uh, Kindle or electronic edition as well, which is how I do most of my books these days. So it's yeah. handy. You can uh, you can take it with you to camp. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. Well, what a, a, a fun piece for this summer, and uh, I, I, I've enjoyed it. I hope we'll see some more, uh, some more fiction from you. I know you have some other resources as well from Concordia Publishing House, some other materials that you've written, uh, particularly pieces that are helpful to moms and to women. Yep, that's right. And I um, have a book that is actually due on Friday that is going to be out soon. It's called Family Trees and Olive Branches. So another... Um, Christian Living book that's coming out soon. So you have plenty of work ahead of you. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> well, very good. Concordia Publishing House, cph.org. Look up Last Summer at Eaton by Christina Hergenrader. Thank you so much, Christina, for being my guest today and uh, for, uh, for helping me think about camp this week. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Thanks for reading. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll think more about camp. Are there ways, uh, have you ever thought about serving at a camp? Maybe you're at a college age, maybe you have that summer free, maybe you don't have your plans uh, figured out yet for this summer. Well, stick around. We're going to find out ways that you could serve at a camp this summer. We have National Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Association camps all across the country, and there are still some opportunities to serve. You're listening to Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good... 
Concordia University, Wisconsin, and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee, with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.